It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome in to another edition of Locked On Titans. I am Jimmy Morris, flying solo tonight. Terry has a couple members of the family sick, so uh, we'll be thinking about them, praying for them, hoping everybody gets better real soon. Uh, but in the meantime, we're going to talk a little Titans and Titans playoffs, which we talked about yesterday, being really exciting to be back there for the first time in nine years. And so, um, obviously, a lot surrounding that. Titans were on the practice field today. Threw me off a little bit. Uh, today being Tuesday, you'll be listening to this on Wednesday morning. But they were on the practice field on Tuesday. Threw me off a little bit. I was trying. I was confused. But then remember they play on Saturday, so everything's you know kind of up a day from what it would be a normal week. Um, not really too much. I don't. I don't think concern as far as practice today. Demarco Murray didn't practice. Uh, Malarkey still didn't rule him out. Um, but you know there have been some video and stuff of Demarco walking around during the game. I think or before the game. I think Paul Karski had that. Uh, I mean, just judging by the way he was walking on Sunday, I would be shocked if he was able to go on on Saturday. But apparently, Adam Schefter had a report that you know. Murray's gonna try to give it a go, um, and so we'll we'll see we'll see how the, how the week plays out there. But I would be kind of surprised uh, if, if he was able to play. Um, the Titans do have a couple of guys in the in the concussion protocol, which I guess I just kind of missed. With, with all the excitement uh, going on around that game, I, I wasn't really paying attention to who was in and out at the end of the game. But Kevin Reed and Johnu Smith are both in the concussion concussion protocol. Now they both practice in full today, so. It sounds like that as long as they don't have any setbacks, then they'll be cleared tomorrow uh, and should be good to go on uh, on Saturday. So obviously both of those guys, you know, are are pretty key contributors at this point. So uh, hopefully they'll be able, to be able to be out there. Bryce McCain was limited due to a hamstring injury, and, and man, we're going to have to at some point uh, get some type of like medical professional, some type of analysis on this team and hamstring injuries because they've had they've been they've been pretty much lucky as far as the injury uh you know as far as injuries have gone this year they haven't suffered a lot of missed games and, and they haven't lost you know a, a big name starter like quite a, quite a few teams have but everybody that's been hurt it seems like has had a hamstring injury Corey davis jonathan cyprian marcus mariota uh demarco murray at, at the beginning beginning of the year um, you know, LaShawn Sims went on IR a couple weeks ago because of a hamstring injury. Now you got Bryce McCain limited. And we've had a couple other guys here and there that have missed a little bit of time or to practice or whatever it may be with a hamstring injury. So I don't know if they need to look at their training program or what, but, you know, it, it's just a little bit weird that they've had that many guys that have suffered hamstring injuries in one year. Uh, but anyway, so we'll see how that plays out for, for the rest of the week. The, the best thing uh, from today was the fact that Logan Ryan was not uh, on the injury report. Um, so I mean, I think we can assume that he practiced in full, so he should be good to go, and that we'll obviously need him out there. Uh, just a couple things on the Jaguars game, real quick. Um, Brian Baldinger, if you don't follow him on Twitter, you should be Baldy NFL is his Twitter handle. Um, he did a a series or a, a thread this morning about the Titans and uh, Jaguars game, and. It really was an indictment of this offense on a whole lot of levels, okay? So we'll kind of go through each one and and kind of break that down. One of the biggest things that I noticed in that was the fact that 
there was a lot of confusion. There was confusion with Derrick Henry and which way to go. Obviously, we saw that uh, when he runs into Mariota. You have the fumble. Jaguars are trying for a touchdown. There was another play just a couple plays later where, where Henry goes the wrong way. I mean, I guess. You know, there was a miscommunication. Somebody didn't know where they were supposed to go. Mariota was able to pull it down. Get a, you know, break off a run that went for seven or eight yards. I mean, you know, able to actually turn it into a positive play, but that kind of stuff that we really can't you can't have happening um, at the at this point in the season. Um, so, and then there's a couple of different times where you can see confusion with the offensive linemen when they're trying to figure out who to block. Um, a couple of times where they have four guys blocking one guy and, and a couple of guys running free. Um, a, a couple of times where, like Corey Davis, for instance, just just blocks the wrong guy. Um, you know, obviously when you're blocking on a run play like that, you need to get the guy that's the biggest threat, so the guy that's you know closest to the ball. And Davis just lets him go and blocks the guy on the outside. Just a lot, a lot of different stuff like that. So it, it, on one hand, it's a Derrick Henry issue, right? Derrick Henry's at the end of his second year. Um, he should know the offense. He should know where to go. Um, and, and so don't don't take this as you know me letting him off the hook here. And I will say, just as, as an aside to that point for just a minute, we've been really hard on this coaching staff for not getting Derrick Henry on the field and talking about how ridiculous it is that they say, well, we don't, you know, we like Murray better in passing situations and, and you know whatever whatever their excuse has been for for running Murray out there a lot. But you know, Derrick Henry showed on on Sunday that you know there are some issues still with his game, and, and there are some some situations where he can't really be trusted. Um, and, and that's a Derrick Henry thing, and that's something that he's going to have to figure out and get fixed this week. I mean, I mean, there's no there, there's no next week if they don't get it right this week. So um, hopefully, they can do some things to. I mean, I don't know, I don't know if they need to simplify, simplify things for him or simplify things for the offense in general. But anyway, the, so the reason that you, you know you, I point out all of those plays is because there were multiple times where multiple people didn't know what was going on. At least that's what it looked like from from the beginning of the play, or you know from the pre-snap stuff. So it's not just on Derrick Henry. So that to me is on offensive on the offensive coaching staff on Terry Rubisky. The fact that this team still doesn't understand this offense in Week 17—that's a problem. Um, and, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't know who, you know, if the offense is too complicated or if the guys just aren't picking it up like they should or whatever. But regardless of, of what the answer is there, it's the coach's job to get his players comfortable and to put them in situations where they can go out there and succeed. And that clearly hasn't been happening with this offense this season. And we, we've talked so much about that, um, you know. And, and I, I, at this point, expect there to at least be an offensive coordinator change after the season's over, I don't know about the head coach Mike Malarkey. I don't know what's going to what's going to play down what's going to go down there. You know, we talked yesterday about the fact that there was the report Sunday morning that Malarkey was going to be out if the Titans lost to the Jaguars. I don't think that if that were true, I don't think that just being the Jaguars and getting to the playoffs will be enough to save his job. Now, if they go on a little run here, or if, or if they look better than you know maybe they will. But I mean, if they just be the Jaguars and they go to Kansas City, the offense looks terrible. They lose by twenty. To me, that's no different than losing Jaguars last week, um, as far as you know Mike Malarkey's job is concerned. So I think if that I think if that report for me and Rappaport were true last week, I wouldn't be surprised if you see Malarkey get fired if they lose you know a, a tough game. Or I mean, if they lose badly in Kansas City this weekend. We know they like Mike Malarkey, and we've talked about 
Matt Williamson brings the scouts' perspective to the Locked On NFL podcast. We got to talk 2018 quarterbacks. Josh Allen has the best quarterback record aside from Lamar Jackson, but the lowest completion percentage other than Josh Rosen. He's just been a complete garbage for the most part when he's been allowed to play. Yeah, but I just want to throw a couple nuggets out on Allen, and I know he's a lot bigger a lot stronger, but he kind of reminds me of early career RG3. What's kind of remarkable about Allen is he is so gifted, and he got better, I thought, this past year, which is encouraging with the anticipatory throws and the touch of his throws, but his deep ball passing is like the worst in the league. Hear Matt with co-host Brian Peacock every day on Locked On NFL. Subscribe or follow today wherever you get your podcasts. The things that Malarkey has done for this franchise, and and I I don't think that you can say enough about the influence that he's had on this team, the change that he's made to the culture of this team. Um, You know, he's done so many things to to take this team in a positive direction, and, and I don't want to take that away from him. Is there a scenario where he sits down with John Robinson and Amy, Amy Adams shrunk at the end of the season and they say to him, look, you, you can keep your job, but you've got to fire Terry Rubisky and you've got to be willing to bring in someone that is going to come with a different offensive philosophy and you've got to let them run the offense, right? Because we talked you know, weeks ago about how you know, everybody wants Terry Rubisky fired and that's fine and I, and I, I agree. But if you just fire Terry Rubisky and then Mike Malarkey promotes Jason Michael or brings in another guy like a dark cutter who we talked about who I guess is not going to get fired in Tampa at this point, so he wouldn't be the guy. But it just brings in another guy like a Rubisky. You might as well just keep Terry Rubisky. I mean it doesn't it doesn't help anything if, if you're going to bring in another guy that's just going to run the same offense that Mike Malarkey wants to run. Okay. Now – the offense worked last year. It hasn't worked this year. What are the reasons for that? I think there are too many to list at this point. Um, I think you've seen issues with Mariota, whether it be health or him not understanding or whatever it may be, the offense. Um, the offensive line hasn't played as good up front. It's pretty clear that they need maybe two interior offensive linemen. Um, the running backs haven't been as good. DeMarco Murray is, is not as good as he was last year. He's lost a step. Wouldn't be surprised if, if we don't see him back here next year. They need, they need a dynamic guy. They need a guy that can make plays there. So there's a lot of different reasons that his offense has gone backwards like it has. But it all starts with Terry Rubisky. Terry Rubisky has got to be gone, and you've got to have another philosophy in here. You've got to have something that plays more to Mariota's strengths. And we, and we talked, I mean, uh, like I said, over and over and over about this stuff. I'm not saying they that you know you come in and you beat Chip Kelly and you go no huddle every single play and you're up-tempo the whole game. Um, we know there are issues with that style of play. But you've got to do something that makes the players on this team more comfortable. You've got to do something that plays to their strengths instead of playing to an offense philosophy that these guys want to play it doesn't necessarily work in today's NFL. So we'll kind of keep an eye on how that all that plays out. But if you go, like I said, if you go back through my, Brian Baldinger's tweets, you just see more of the stuff that we've been talking about, that we've been complaining about all year long. Um, the issues that we have with this offense have not gone away, and they maybe even have gotten worse. So that's something that the Titans are going to have to evaluate at some point. Obviously, right now, they're looking at getting ready for the Chiefs, as they should be. But if John Robinson, Amy Adams-Strong, whoever else, if, if, if they're not having conversations about this, I'd, I would be surprised. 
Um, so that'd be something to keep an eye on, and obviously we'll cover all that stuff as it comes. Hopefully, we're not talking about the offseason for you know a couple more weeks, but you never know. Um, I wrote a post today on MutualCityMiracles.com about how I think the Titans can win this game, and we won't. Uh, we'll, we'll get into the Chiefs, you know, more specifically when Terry's back tomorrow, but. The Chiefs are not very good on defense. If you look at their DVOA numbers, uh, they're bad against the run. They're mediocre to bad against the pass. They've struggled with number one wide receivers. So, I mean, there's going to be some things in this game that the Titans can take advantage of. There's gonna, they're going to have some opportunities to make some plays. They're going to have some opportunities to control the clock, to get Derrick Henry going, um, to keep Alex Smith, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Kareem Hunt. You know, I mean, the, the, the Chiefs have got a dynamic offense. If the, if the Titans can control the ball with Derrick Henry, if they can run clock, if they can keep those the, that Chiefs offense on the sideline, I think they got a chance to win this game. Um, you know, they've been to Arrowhead. They went and won a big game at the end of the season last year in Arrowhead. So, you know, I think that it'll be a little bit overwhelming early. Um, playoff atmosphere. We, we we only have a handful of guys on this team that ever played an NFL playoff game. Um, the obviously Arrowhead's going to be rocking. So I mean, they're going to have to sustain probably an early rush from the Chiefs. But if they can do that, if they can get settled in, I mean, I, I think they have a chance to win. And I know that like you know most people think that that I'm crazy for saying that. I'm not. I'm not necessarily saying I'm going to pick them to win at this point. But I don't think it's the most ridiculous thing to give the Titans a shot in this game. I think that there are some ways that they can take advantage of Jacksonville, especially, I mean, not Jacksonville, of Kansas City, especially in their defense, and some things that actually set up well for the Titans. So, you know, obviously we'll, we'll talk, like I said, more about that and break down individual things when, when Terry's back tomorrow. But as a Titans fan, I, I think it's, I think there is a little bit of reason to have some hope, Okay. Like I said, I'm not saying they're going to go up there and win. I'm not saying I'm going to pick them to win. But it's not ridiculous to think that they could. And, you know, the narrative last week of, well, why would you want your team to get in the playoffs and, and save your coach that you don't even like just to get blasted in the wild card round? Well, I mean, I don't think that's going to happen. Now, I know in Vegas disagrees with me. Um, the line has, is, is all the way up to eight. It opened at seven. It's all the way up to eight in some spots now. Um, so, obviously, everybody's betting the Chiefs. I don't blame them. But what I will say is you have to remember that just like three or four weeks ago, the Chiefs were the team that everybody had given up on, that everybody had left for dead. The Chargers were going to win the AFC West. They were coming back. The Chiefs had fallen apart. Was Andy Reid going to get fired? Should they start Patrick Mahomes? I mean, all of these questions that were surrounding the Chiefs just, just a month ago, and now you know they're, they can't lose this game. Uh, and so, I mean, yeah, they've been better, and, and they may be peaking at the right time, and, and we'll see how that plays out on Saturday. The, the, those things do happen. You know, you do go through these patches in season sometimes where you hit a little bit of a lull, you fix some things, and, and then you get back on course. That's what we hope the Titans were going to do for weeks and weeks this year, but it never did. It never did play out that way. So we'll see. But I just I think that the Titans, I, I think they have a chance here, and I do think that they the matchup is not as bad as most people see it as being. I mean, okay, let's, we'll just just briefly we'll touch on their their offense, right? You got Tyreek Hill, um, a guy that's, that's no doubt dynamic. I mean, we saw uh, you know in that game last year where the Titans and the Chiefs played. Uh, he took a handoff, I think it was, for, I mean, just a huge play for a touchdown at the beginning of the game um, against the Titans, you know. So, I mean, obviously you know what he can do, but, hey, we got Adore Jackson this year who I think matches up pretty well 
with Tyreek Hill. Um, speed on speed, you know that that they hit, that's a guy that the Titans didn't have an answer for last year in the secondary, and they might now. Um, if you check out again, you see miracles dot com. One of our guys, Mike, wrote a post about how good Adore Jackson has been this year, and he really has been. Um, so you know, hey, can they can they match up there? Travis Kelsey, obviously a big play guy, um, but you know, I, I think the Titans are are better suited to um, to match up with him this year. When you got a guy like Kevin Byard playing as well as he is, when you got a guy like Jayon Brown who's been who's been good in his role for this team. Um, so, I mean, I, I think that they've got a chance to not just go out there and, and give up 50. Now, could they? Absolutely. We, we've seen this defense at times look just completely lost. Um, would I be shocked if that's what happened on Saturday? No. But I don't think that's automatically what's going to happen. You know, Kareem Hunt, obviously very good running back, uh, could be the offensive rookie of the year. It'll be between him and Alvin Kamara. Um but the Titans have been good against the run. They haven't had any any running backs just just kill them other than Todd Gurley. Um, and you know maybe maybe maybe. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Podcast Network. But why stop now? Check out the daily Locked On Podcast Network for your favorite college team. Find it right now in your favorite podcast app, and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. The Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.